0: At Wildwood Community Church, we are for following Jesus together to the glory of God. We're for the church, for the community, for the nations, and for the next generation. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. Jesus, the Son of God, came into the world and invited us, he invited you and me to follow him. This was such a common command that Jesus gave. As a matter of fact, when we think of the mission statement that we have as a church, it is that we are for following Jesus together to the glory of God. And and where did we get that language? We didn't get that language by just inventing it. We got it by looking at the New Testament, specifically the gospel accounts, where this word follow is used an amazing number of times. As a matter of fact, the word follow appears 87 times in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John alone. In 76 of those 87 times, it refers to either Jesus' command for people to respond to him or their response. It is the gospel's favorite word for how to correctly respond to Christ. This morning at this Baptism Sunday, we're going to be talking about individuals who have taken a step forward and said, I want to follow Christ. We're going to be celebrating the the beginning of their following Christ. And before we do that, though, I want us to reflect and look at and think about what it means to follow Christ and what it meant to follow Christ in the gospel accounts. And so let's take a few moments and just take a survey of this idea of following in the Gospels. So the first thing that we want to look at is what does it mean to follow Jesus? And there's a number of things that we learn about what it means to follow Jesus. One of the things we learn about following Jesus is that Jesus invites us to follow Jesus. He invites us to follow him. This is something that we see again and again inside the Gospel account. As Jesus approached people and they began to interact with him, he invited them to do what? To follow him. Think about the fishermen, Peter and Andrew, James and John. We see this in Matthew chapter four, beginning in verse 18, says, well, Jesus was walking by the sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets, and they did what? They followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And immediately they left their boat and their father, and what? And followed him. We see this also of another disciple in Matthew chapter 8. In verse 22, where Jesus is talking to this other disciple and he says to him, Hey, leave your family and come and follow me. We see this in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9, where the one who wrote the book of Matthew, Matthew himself, talks about his first encounter with Jesus. And it says, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, What? Follow me. And so Matthew did what? He rose and he followed him. We see this in a statement to all disciples in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, in chapter 16, verse 24, where Jesus says, if you want to come after me, let you take up your cross and do what? And follow me. We also see this in a statement that Jesus makes to a rich young man who comes to Jesus trying to find His way to God. And Jesus interacts with that rich young man and he he says to him, he says, hey, I want you to come and I want you to give up your possessions and I want you to follow me. So again and again and again inside of the gospel accounts, what do we see? We see Jesus' invitation for people to come and to respond by following him. Now, I think that's significant for us to think about today, because today, across our morning services, we have 13 people who are going to be baptized. And I want you to know that these 13 people are being baptized today, five of them in this service, not because they just got really smart or really spiritual, but because they are responding to an invitation. Jesus has come to them. He has looked them in the spiritual eye, and he has said, come and follow me. The first thing we see about following is that Jesus invites us to follow. But the second thing I think it's critical for us to see is not just that he invites us, but who does he invite? Does he only invite the super spiritual, the the, the Christian Marines, those who have lived their lives in Sunday school? No. We see Jesus offering this invitation to all, including people who were most known for their sinful behavior, We see this in Mark chapter two, verse 15, while Jesus was at the home of Matthew, it says, and as he reclined at table in Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. I love that. Jesus' invitation went to those, not just who were insiders, but those who were outsiders. And that has continued even still today. Friends, those who are being baptized, we know them, we love them, we're here to cheer them on and to celebrate them, but they're not here at baptism because they have won a spiritual trophy of some kind. They're here at baptism because God in his grace has reached out to them, and though they are sinful people having fallen short of the glory of God, God has given them the grace of Jesus dying in their place and inviting them to be with him forever. We see that Jesus invites, and he, Jesus invites sinners. But what else do we see about this? Well, we, we also see that Jesus inspires with his invitation. Jesus inspires with his invitation. And, and I love this, as we see it in Matthew chapter 12. See, in, in Matthew 12, it says this in verse 15. It says, Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there, and many followed him. Now, why did they follow him? They followed him... And he healed them. He healed them all. And he ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased. Speaking of Jesus, I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. And in his name, the Gentiles will hope. Why did people follow Jesus? Not just because he invited them, but because he was so attractive in his invitation. Jesus was healing them. He was teaching them. He was loving them. He was offering to guide them and people responded in faith. Friends, those today who are being baptized are here today because Jesus has inspired them. They have seen a picture of Christ in Scripture. They've seen that he is one who gives hope in life. One who does not come apart upon a, a flickering wick and, and quench it or a bruised reed and break it. But he is one who brings justice and life and light. Knowing who Jesus is, seeing this picture of him in scripture, these 13 have said, I want to be with him. They're responding to his inspiration, to who he really is. Not only do we see Jesus inviting sinners and inspiring them to follow him, but also we see that he delivers, he doesn't disappoint. He delivers, he doesn't disappoint. I I love the interaction that Jesus had again with the rich young man, where the rich young man came and and said, I, I want to find the way to eternal life. And Jesus said, well, the way to eternal life is to leave the stuff that you're clinging to and to follow me instead. And the man walked away because he had a lot to lose, at least from his perspective. And Peter's watching this whole thing unfold. And, and he's wondering, well, is it really going to be worth it to follow Jesus? Jesus, we left our nets and we followed you. Are you going to deliver or will it be ultimately a disappointment? A disappointment. Well, to that, Jesus responds in chapter 12 of Matthew, verses 27 to 29, um, or, I'm sorry, 19, excuse me. I'm bouncing around in the Gospels here, so hang on, show me some grace and patience here. Chapter 19, verses 27 to 29, it says, then Peter said in his reply, see, we have left everything and we followed you, Jesus. What then will we have? And Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on His glorious throne, you who have followed Me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, for My name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first." What was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying to Peter, follow me. It's worth it. Eternal life, blessing. Maybe not the blessings we're thinking of in this life, but ultimately the blessing in eternity is found in Christ. You know, those who are being baptized today, it's not just a moment we're celebrating. We're celebrating their future as well. We're celebrating the the promises and the blessing that God has given to them, the blessing of eternal life the blessing of forgiveness of sins and the blessing of a role in God's ultimate plans in eternity. See, Jesus delivers. He doesn't disappoint. But When we think of what else we learn about following Jesus in these verses, we also need to know, friends, that Jesus' invitation requires a response. It requires a response. When Jesus came to Peter, Andrew, James, and John, or when he came to Matthew and he said, follow me, they had a choice. Were they going to stay in the boat? Were they going to stay in their office or were they going to get up and follow him? They all chose to follow him. Now, because of that choice, was it, was it worth it? The answer to that is absolutely yes. 2,000 years later, we know their names. Why? Because they said Yes. 2,000 years later, though they have left this earth, they are experiencing the blessing and the provision of God in heaven. Why? Because they said yes to the invitation. Jesus' invitation, it requires a response. I love Baptism Day because it's a reminder that these 13 who are being baptized are here today because they are responding to an invitation to follow Christ and saying, yes, that's me. They're not here today by accident by invitation, and by response. That's why they're here. You know, baptism day is is not like the price is right. We're not just going to call out random names and say, come on down, you're the next to be baptized. No, no, there's an order and a structure to this moment because each who are coming forward are people who have recognized their sinfulness. They have recognized their need. They have seen the beauty of Christ They are aware of the provision of forgiveness that is found in him. And they are saying, yes, I want to follow him. And we're celebrating that decision today. Now, what does it mean ultimately to follow? And why is this word so often used? Well, what it ultimately means in following is, first of all, that we believe. Those that follow Jesus believe that Jesus was someone special, that he was the son of God that he had the ability to forgive their sins through his death on the cross. When they see that and they understand that, they believe something. But I love the picture of following because it's not just a mental ascent. It ultimately involves action. It ultimately believes it enough that they will get up and go and follow him. Their lives will be ordered and structured around the direction that Jesus is going. Today, as these who are being baptized are being baptized, the It's not the end of their spiritual journey. It's the beginning that we're celebrating. Ahead, they have a Savior who is walking, and they they will be called to follow in obedience, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so when we think of all of this related to following, we're, we're reminded that Jesus came and invites people to follow. But how does that connect to the rest of us? Beyond just how it connects to those who are being baptized, how does it connect to us? Well, here's what I want you to know, friends, as we gather here today at Wildwood, you know what we're for? We're we're for you following Jesus, not just these 13, but we're for you following Jesus. Everyone in this room, I believe you're here today because God wants to bring you to a crossroads, a crossroads that says, will I follow Christ or will I stay on my own? And for those of us that have already begun following Christ, will we continue and persist in following Christ Inspired by who he really is. Baptism days are beautiful reminders for all of us that a decision and a response is required to God's gracious invitation. Will we respond and follow him? Now, again, our mission statement as a church, we are following Jesus together, but it continues to the glory of God. Now, when we talk about being forward to the glory of God, what we're saying is we are here today to celebrate God, to worship him, for him to receive all the glory and the honor. Now, that's really important because as a part of our baptism service, we're going to hear the spiritual testimonies, the spiritual stories of, of each of the people who will be baptized, And as we hear that, we we know these people, we love them, we're going to be leaning into those moments, we're going to be clapping and cheering for them, and there's a temptation for us to celebrate them in this moment. But there's a reason why we're having this as a part of a worship service. Our ultimate goal in this moment is to be around them and to love them and to care for them, but also to celebrate the God who saved them. Friends, when we think of our spiritual stories, You realize the hero of our spiritual story is not us, it's Jesus. The hero of our spiritual story is not us, it's Jesus. And again and again today in this service, as we hear story after story of what God has done, may it be a prompt for us to give praise and honor and glory to the God who is the author of this moment and the sovereign over all eternity.